Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I am Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez. And we are two Latinx friends. With wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week, Perez has finally gotten to me. <laughs> after, you know, like three I years. I win. We are doing a Christmas episode. So yeah. here we are. Here Navidad. we are. Felices fiestas, <laughs> like a general holiday yes, music episode. Yes, yes. Can you believe it? Oh, Vero, you're so excited. Also, <laughs> Vero just had a bunch of tech problems, so she's extra excited because it took us an hour oh and a half to God. get started. Yeah. Behind the scenes, y'all. Behind the scenes. And we're listening to, even though this is your reluctant one on this episode, we're listening to your pick first. What are we listening to? I mean, we're listening to the GOAT, right? Mariah Carey. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. about like so this song came out in 1994 but it's a fucking staple of christmas music yeah like yeah. today Iconic. and i was just thinking about like what other songs literally like what other bitch has made a song about christmas like a christmas song that has endured like right. recently at all and so i was looking at this the billboard Ho holiday 100 which by the way <laughs> gross i didn't even know was a thing but apparently oh the holidays God. have Such their own top charts <laughs> and uh, so well first of all uh this song is number one so like this is like you know the number one song people are listening to yeah right now uh christmas song that people are listening to but all of the other songs are from like 40 or 50 years ago they're like you know the most wonderful time of the year 1963 rock and around the christmas tree 1958 jingle bell rock 1957 you know like nat king cole christmas song 1961 right. like right. the only like the the like you the only ones that are like semi-recent so like there's feliz navidad which yep. I think of as like a more recent addition and it's in, like to like the Christmas canon mm -hmm. in the United States yep. and it's from 1970. Yeah. And wow. the <laughs> actual most recent song that really has stuck besides th this one is Last Christmas by Wham, which shout out gays. Um, <laughs> it's from 1986. Wow. Right. So, um, I'm just like thinking about like like who who has done this who has like penned a new Christmas song that has actually stuck in the last 30 years. I'll right. wait. It's nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's I mean she's got a lot of Christmas hits. Not this. Yeah, is not I mean one, this is know? like from her Christmas album in 1994, which is like a bold fucking move, right? Like she hadn't been around for that long when she put out a Christmas album. Yeah. She's popular, she's having hits, but like it's early in your career to put out a whole ass Christmas album right. and like this is what happened, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive and and I yeah, I think among like the English language like Christmas music, this is definitely this is another album. Like her Christmas album is definitely one that I will listen to. So mm. I you I like definitely... actually put on <laughs> Mariah yes, Christmas I listen album. to Christmas music. I mean, I like when I was decorating my little tree couple weekends ago i like listened to this album yeah <laughs> you're 
you're so funny. Christmas. I know. I, like, I feel I like know. I think it's really funny when people do Christmas, but really, I think that I'm the one that's weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like not Christmassy I at all. Think so maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe among like more like lefty activist folks, maybe you're not as much in the minority. I don't know. I was you trying think to think so? about. Like, I don't know, man. People love Christmas. I was looking at your notes for this episode and like you talking so much about how you hate Christmas, and I was trying to think about like why I like it. It's not like as a kid I was super into it, but I think now, I think it's like the ritual parts of it that I like. You know, like the tree and like the holidays in general. I feel like there's there's sort of like rituals that, in some ways, match the season. You know, like we're in the darkest part of the year, and so there's something about like the coziness of some of these rituals that I think I find, um, kind of joyful. And like it is kind of a dark, cold part of the year. I think it can be kind of depressing in some ways. And so I think the rituals themselves I find comforting or and they're also rituals like you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about Hanukkah too, because my um my mom's side of the family is were Jewish immigrants to Cuba and it's another holiday that, you know, comes at different parts of the year, like different not same date every year, but always sometime toward like the darkest part of the year. Um, and it's another ritual that is about like bringing light. You know, there's candles, obviously, but I think there's something about doing those rituals like they don't have a ton of religious meaning to me, but they feel like a connection to sort of ancestry, right? Like these are things that people have done in the past, right? Like my people have done. Um, and, you know, a lot of what we do for Christmas now is like much more modern commercialization, I think. But if we think about like Noche Buena and those, those fiestas and like what we're going to talk about, like those things feel like they're a connection to some sort of ritual and practice that feels meaningful to me. So I don't know. That's, I think, some of what I like about this time of year. Yeah, I think that for me, I mean, actually looking up some of these songs, um, some of these Christmas songs sort of like, um, I think put it a little bit into perspective for me. I, I think I realized uh, like a few years ago that I just don't like American Christmas. Right. Like I right. liked Christmas when <clears throat> I was in Venezuela and I like got to hang out with like my whole family and it was like mad cousins and like mm -hmm. that sort of thing and like. I think that the Christmas atmosphere in Venezuela is just, like, actually, like, partying, you know? Like, right. it's, like, really fucking lit. Like, there's all sorts of cool shit right. always happening. Um, and people are, like, on the street, like, drunk playing dominoes. And, like, it's, right. I feel like I, I connect to that way more than, like, I don't know, being inside, like, drinking hot chocolate or whatever the fuck it is that you're supposed to do. I don't know. I, like, I, I hate the winter. Right. I don't like like anything about it. I just want it to be over. Like, and right. I think that like also American Christmas. Like, looking up these songs, I was like, wow. Like, you know, with a very few exceptions, they're like white people from the fifties and sixties. Right. And I just feel like the sound and this whole aesthetic is like some of this like when America was great bullshit, you know? Right. And I feel like I I really like that's the the Christmas feel that I have is like this like, you know, and maybe it's because like we went to Minnesota and it was like a really white place, but like I mm -hmm. just really feel like it's a lot of like songs by white people in the 50s even like Feliz Navidad like I'm sure Jose Feliciano didn't mean it this way but like white people like sort of like it's like a joke almost you know and like yeah. I just like and it's like weirdly capitalist <clears throat> and consumerist and like I don't know I just like don't fucking like it and and also like it was a stressful time like a stressful day for my family like they'd like we'd have people over and like, you know, my parents would have all these like, you know, like this big elaborate thing planned, but like they, and they needed a lot of help from kids, but like we were kids. So we were like distracted and we didn't want to fucking do work. And my dad's not very patient. It was just like, I just don't mm. have like, yeah. I don't, I, there's nothing about it yeah. really that I can connect with. Right. Um, but the other day I was walking around in um in Brooklyn, just like I was just like went to the bookstore and I was like had my coffee and like with my boo and I was on the street and um there's this car full of like teen girls of color that was blasting this Mariah song and yeah. their heads were sticking <laughs> out the window and they right. were like screaming it out right. of the car and it's like right. cold as fuck, but like they didn't care. And it, it just, it made me happy. I'm like, well, okay. I'm glad somebody All likes right. it. And, you know, Mariah's the way to do it if you're going to do it. Right. Well, I'm glad you could at least have a moment of, like, appreciating someone else's joy. <laughs> connection to <laughs> Yeah, this. exactly. Meanwhile, I'm here like, ah! You're, like, totally the grin, the Grinch who sold Christmas. Yeah, I hear Absolutely. you. I mean, it, your critiques are real. And, like, holidays are really stressful, I think, for a lot of people. Because while we, like, 
idealized time with family, it's also really stressful and hard. And like, there's a lot of expectations and, you know, just cause you expect it to be great. Doesn't mean everyone's going to be feeling good in the moment. There aren't going to be like crises or someone's going to get too drunk or someone's going to say something offensive or, you know, right. Like this is the reality <laughs> yeah. of like family time. So I, I hear you. I get you. Like, and that's true for yeah. me too. It's not like these, these moments. And even sort of like the, the, the memories that I have from a kid, the ways in which I remember those parties, like there was a lot of drama at those parties. Do you know? Like it wasn't. Right. It's always It wasn't drama. like everyone sitting. Yeah, we're humans. And like we're humans who are related to each other. It's even more drama because you didn't choose each other really, you know? Um, right. So, so I hear you. I get it. I think it's just, um, I don't know. I think as an adult too, I've just tried to find like enjoyment in the things that I can find enjoyment in. And like I can in- find enjoyment in, you know, listening to some cheesy Christmas music or like putting up a tree that like I have all my little homemade ornaments on, you know, or like doing other sort of holiday traditions. Right. So it's like just finding little mm-hmm. things that like I can appreciate in my own, like a routine as an adult, necessarily just about like what my family has done or what it looks like to do things with them, but also do things with like, you know, like every year I've had a little tree, like the last like four years and every year, like I invite somebody to come with me to like, go get it and like help me decorate it. And we make like homemade ornaments. And so now I have this like little collection of like, little cheesy ornaments that were made of whatever, you know, like felt and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. that kind of thing of like creating my own traditions that connect me to like my friends and, and whatnot, you know? So that's the kind of stuff that I think I appreciate about it. Also the tree smells yep. good. Did you grow up with Christmas tree? Yeah, but it was a fake tree. We don't have fucking yeah. conifers in the tropics. <laughs> like, right. Of course no not in Venezuela, good. but what about in Minnesota? <laughs> Did you get one in Minnesota? No, we didn't know. We just had a fake tree. We always put up the yeah. fake tree. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have fake trees. A lot of people have fake trees because they're like cost yeah. effective. You know, I don't. And they're yeah, like, I mean, in like, some ways more. I think you know, that, like, eventually, <laughs> like after I moved out of the house, my parents figured out that like a real tree is nice, but like we just <laughs> right. like didn't know. Like, yeah. well, like un arbolito is like a plastic thing that you put in your living room every right. year. You know, like yeah. I know. I went, the ones in Miami must have been, like, shipped from somewhere because I don't think those trees grow in Miami. But we had a tree. My grandmother no, but, like, they grow in the U.S., you know? Right, like, so nobody's ship shipping them. fucking yeah. arbolitos to Venezuela. To Venezuela. Maybe. Who knows, right? If there's parts of Latin America where you can get, it's like, a... It's not worth it. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to... Let's move on to my first song. For this yeah, episode. I mean, your first song is Venezuelan Christmas music, which is the literal only reason that I agreed to do this episode. I know you did. I know. Most of my songs are Venezuelan Christmas right. music. That was like the argument I made. I was like, Veto, it doesn't need to be like, it's not going to be like American Christmas music because that shit's not Latino. Like, come on. You know, you're like, okay, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> hey, we could do Feliz Navidad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly. So this song is El Burrito Sabanero and it's by El Trio Cubamar. Con mi burrito sabanero voy camino de Belén Con mi burrito sabanero voy camino de Belén Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén El lucerito mañanero me ilumina mi sendero El lucerito mañanero me ilumina mi sendero Si me ven si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Con mi guitarra voy cantando, mi burrito va trotando. Con mi guitarra voy cantando, mi burrito va trotando. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Tuki, 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 tuki. Tuki 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 tu, apúrate mi burrito, que ya vamos a llegar. Tuki 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 tuki, tuki 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 tu, apúrate mi burrito, vamos a ver a Jesús. Apúrate mi burrito, vamos a ver. And y'all, if you can't notice my voice, I have a cold. So hey, pobrecita. I know. So I know. I know. So I feel kind of shitty, but here we are because we love you. Okay. Um. So this song I've actually brought, this is the third version of this song that I have brought to this podcast. So if you're, this tells you something about how much I like this particular song. And this wasn't even the version I wanted to bring. So this song is, yeah, it's a, we talked to think a little about the origin. So I brought, the first time I brought Christmas music was December, two years ago, and we had a protest episode. (laughs) And I cleverly brought um, a bachata version of this song 
um, to that episode as a protest for the fact that Vetto wouldn't let me do a Christmas music episode. <laughs> and then <laughs> last year, I got her to do a meneito, or let me do a meneito that was Christmas music. So I brought another version of this song um, by this woman, Adrienne Houghton, um, who's also, I think, Latin. She's a Latina. I don't remember where she's from now. Um, <clears throat> but then this year, so this year was even better because A, we're actually doing a real episode. Thank you, Beto. And B, um, last year, after we dropped our little Feliz Navidad uh, Menito, Jenny Lorenzo put out a Spotify playlist with like all of the traditional music that I grew up listening to. It's basically just like a Cuban Christmas playlist with a bunch of other like Caribbean stuff and some things, you know, thrown in there, but it's very Cuban centric. So Jenny Lorenzo is a, for folks who don't know, is a comedian. She like does a lot of YouTube stuff and Instagram stuff. She's been involved with Me Too and some of those other kind of Latinx outlets over the years, but now she's just doing her own thing. And she has a character that she does. She has a bunch of characters she does, but my favorite of hers is an abuela character. And I just feel like she does Cuban grandmother like super, super well, um, especially like Miami Cuban grandmother super well. And so she put out a kind of like Abuela's Merry Christmas album, like playlist on Spotify. And so I'm going to link to it in the show notes. If you also like, you know, Latino Christmas music, you'll really enjoy this playlist and you'll probably recognize a lot of your faves from when you were a kid. So that's where I found this version of El Burrito Sabanero. What I wanted to bring was actually like what I think of as the more traditional one, which is a kids chorus singing and that's like a whole thing in some like latino music where like children singing i don't know it's it's just like a particular um thing that shows up a lot that i don't know if we've talked about on this show but i i like have a lot of memories of listening to songs where like there's children singing the chorus kind of thing yeah Um, absolutely i feel like well that's a so this song is an aguinaldo um Mm -hmm. which is like one venezuelan genre uh, Christmas genre and also I think there's like Puerto Rican aguinaldos and there's like other but like mm-hmm. it's very like there's always like a children's chorus or like mm-hmm. something in the background like I think of aguinaldos as like you know like being in Catholic school and like there's like right. the play right. you're in like yeah. the Christmas right. play yeah. and you're yeah. doing like right. el pesebre right. or whatever right. somebody's like... Mary and somebody's <laughs> Joseph and somebody's like the lamb or whatever right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or like you're doing like a little performance a little like dance recital to like an aguinaldo and like that and and like so yes I like I think of aguinaldos as like you know like also like so many like kids uh kids Christmas plays mm-hmm. yep <laughs> Yep. And there's something, I don't know, it kind of gets to me, the sentimentality of like hearing a bunch of kids sing. So this, I, I think the most, <laughs> I know, right? I think the most popular version of this song or the one that I think of as like the most classic is one by El Coral de Voces Blancas. And it's, but it's actually, they're a, a kid's chorus that's put out a bunch of Christmas music um, from Spain. They're from Tenerife and the Canary Islands. So we don't bring music by you know, artists and people from Spain. We only bring music by folks with connections to Latin America. So I didn't bring that one, even though that's the, really the one that I that I hear and think of like, oh, this is what I heard as a kid growing up. Mm, you think of them as doing the burrito sabanero. I do. I don't know if you mm. have a one that feels more like the traditional one to you. But yeah, that's the one I that I... I have one because it's yeah. like so ubiquitous, you know? I know. Like in There's so many. Like commercials and shit, yeah. you know? Like I know. It's like little kids doing it and whatever. Yeah. But I would think of like Simon Diaz, for example. Example, mm. who's like a big like folklore um you know composer right. uh, who passed somewhat recently you know like doing that got right? it but got it yeah, yeah there's i mean there's so many versions right if i've already brought three, yeah a bazillion you know? so yeah i think do you would you say this is probably one of the most popular like latinx christmas songs I don't know. I didn't even know that this song was popular outside of Venezuela until you brought it that right. one time. Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a Caribbean thing. Maybe that's what the connection is between Venezuela and, and it being, like, popular among Cubans. But I don't know, yo. I feel yeah, like it's pretty popular. Because in Venezuela, yeah. we listen to this a lot. We don't, like, really American music does not make it or, like, any other music does the, the music that makes it in over, like in christmas it's like 100 percent like venezuelan genres it's like yeah. gaitas, aguinaldos, right. parranda you right. know like not uh, so i don't yeah. really my context for like what's big in latin america is it's very insular you know it's yeah not like a, no i don't yeah like that's a just a pan latin right. christmas experience that we right. have there of course not yeah no, it's just a conjecture based on the fact that we both grew up with it. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, yeah. To me, it's kind of like one of the most iconic. And there's so many versions of it, but quien sabe, you know, what really is yeah, like yeah. the most popular. Um, also, I just, since I'm shouting out Jenny Lenzo, I just want to 
put a little plug out there. If anybody listen, if Jenny's listening, for example, or if anybody who's like connected to Jenny, we I would love to have her on the show. I think it'd be really fun to have Awella on the show and to hear about what Awella's favorite music is. Um, and we did actually, I did actually pitch this via email to Jenny and didn't get any response. So if you're out there, if you're listening, we'd love to invite you on the show. I think Awella would make a really great guest. I think I personally think would Abuela love to would hear. Listen to like Jose, Jose. <laughs> Probably, probably, and like yeah. Willie Chirino, and I mean, you know, all the stuff, all the stuff, right? I mean, she's like a little bit older than probably like Cheyenne. I mean, what are what are her faves, right? I would love to know. I would love to know. Well, is a pretty, she's a pretty feisty character, so she might surprise us. Maybe she likes a little bit of perreo too, you know. So, <laughs> Abuela, if you're out there listening and you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you. So hit us up, Radimena at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah and folks you know who don't know maybe I'll I'll throw a link in the show notes to Jenny's um Instagram and YouTube because I find her content really funny she just did one she does these like collaborations with other also like Latina you know comedians essentially and she has one where Abuela has like an arch nemesis best friend named Mirta who's also like an old Latina grandmother and they had a whole like she just released a video where they're fighting. Um, they're trying to one up each other in the doctor's office waiting room about like, who's the more sick one. <laughs> wow. And it ends with them writhing on the floor. It's pretty amazing. So I think she's funny and I like what she's doing. So um, check her out in our, in the links in the show notes, but yeah, I'm here for all the versions of El Burrito Sabanero basically. <laughs> and I think I'm done yes, y'all. I think three, it. I think three versions of the song. I think I can probably call it done. <laughs> Yeah, so, you think you know, so? I think it's I think it's the <laughs> most uh, it's definitely the most like remixes of anything I brought, but so yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so then the next song that I have for y'all is like I said, like the only way that I agreed to bring uh do a Navidad or Felices Fiestas episode is by bringing Venezuelan Christmas music and you can't talk about music and Christmas in Venezuela without talking about gaitas. So this is a very classic gaita. It's by Maracaibo Quince and it's called Amparito. Venezuelan genre from Maracaibo, which is a city in the west of Venezuela. It's right on the border with Colombia. You know, it's like an oil town, right? There's a lot of, um, you know, Venezuela has a lot of oil wealth, but that town specifically, but that city specifically is really um, a lot of oil industry is there and extraction is there. Um, and demographically also, it's really black. It's really indigenous. It's right by like um, Wayu territory. Um, right on the border with uh, Colombia. And so there's all of these influences um, in this music that you're hearing. And, um, you know, this genre, which is like a, like a, um, a genre from like Maracaibo, from Zulia, uh, that state, um, is really just the sound of Christmas in Venezuela. It's just, it's just everywhere you go, this is it, right? And like the classic sound you know, which is like what you're hearing. It's um, it's like with a cuatro, which is that little four string guitar mm -hmm. that sort of looks like a ukulele. Mm -hmm. um, the maracas, the charrasca, which is that cylinder thing that looks like a cheese grater that you scrape mm -hmm. like as a percussive yeah. element. And then like a furruco, which is a friction drum, um, which is, you know, like this drum that has a stick like sticking out of it. And you like, you know, um, you like put like use the stick to make like a friction sound on and that's that's really 
um, you know, the main set of instruments that's set, that's used in this genre. And uh, the furroco is what I played in the school Christmas recital, FYI. Mm, cool. <laughs> that's so, really cute that you played it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I did I did my job. It was like I didn't know how to play any other instruments. So like you do percussion, like you've got you you can do a beat, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could handle that much. And you know, like the thing that I like really like about Christmas in Venezuela, and maybe also part of it is just because I was a kid then, but it's just like a fucking party, right? Like I feel like in the United States, there's all this like fake sentimentality about like what is ultimately really just like a scam to get you to spend money that you don't have to impress people you don't have any business impressing. But in <laughs> yeah, and in Venezuela, that's like there's an element of that too right like it's a global hegemony in u.s it travels but i feel like for the most part it's just a party like it's fucking lit you know it's like christmas in minnesota is when people start drinking during the day there's like dominoes on the street people are making and eating ayakas pan de jamón there's fireworks i always remember fireworks during all of the religious holidays actually during like mm. semana santa and easter <laughs> i would right. also get right yeah fireworks you gotta celebrate um, the baby it's just jesus like when people had off it's like nobody gave a shit that it's a religious holiday it's just like this right. is when you have off so you're gonna like get late you're gonna have some fireworks and you're just gonna like drink during the day right um, and you made ayakas the other day, right? I did make ayakas the other day. It's it was like so sort of I'm like having my own little Christmas tradition. Yeah. Even though, um, Look at you. Yeah, I, it, I was having a lot of feelings about it actually mm. because I mean I'm making them for the first time without mm. my family, right? Like I've only ever made them with my full family, mm. and my mom was like, "I'm not gonna make them this year." Because so you're traveling. I was like. <clears throat> What? Because we're, we're traveling. traveling. Yeah. And usually we make them together. And she also like just, she honestly doesn't like cooking very much. Like yeah. she never has. Right. And now that she's older, she feels less encumbered by like the patriarchal bullshit that like obligation that she has to do these things. Right. She just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And I actually like cooking. Um, and I like, I want some, right. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make them on my own. And it's been like, it was hard. I've had like, I had like some fails and it was like, um, a lot, but it was, it's, I'm really excited to make that a part of like something that I do and like be connected to that mm. like food tradition. See, um, see. I, I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of food Christmas traditions right. that I feel connected to. Okay. Um, that's something. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, that's what I yeah. connect so, to. So yeah. I did make them and, and, and that's, that's exciting. They are Watching your Instagram stories, they look a little bit like tamales, but I assume they're very different. Yeah, they, they're like, I think that like most people would call them like tamales. Like they're very similar to actually Puerto Rican pasteles, mm. right? Except for the pastel, pasteles are made with, um, the dough is made out of platano. Yeah. And um, the dough of the Venezuelan ayaca is... Uh, is made out of just cornmeal. Right. Um, so it's like a corn masa versus a platano masa. Right. right. So like when right. I was at the Which... grocery store the other day, like the señora was like, ah, oh, bajas a pastele. And I was like, bueno, la versión venezolana. You right. know, so I was like explaining to her like the differences and stuff. Right, right. But yeah. But tamales are, Mexican tamales are made with corn masa, right? So Mexican tamales are made with corn husks. Right. Well, the, also with like the, the masa. The masa is made with corn. Yeah. And the yeah. wrapper is a corn husk, whereas right. like a yaka is like a banana peel. Right. Banana, not banana peel, banana leaf. Banana leaf, yeah. In What's the filling in the ayaka? It's like a meat filling. It's pickles and all in like chicken, beef, and mostly pork. Got it. Um, yeah. They look really good. On your it's Instagram. delicious. Maybe yeah. you also have some in the freezer by the time Ooh, that you come visit. I would love that. I would love to get <laughs> to try one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so this song, you know, like, it really reminds me of Christmas in Venezuela. And, like, I think that what, what I'm about is, like, this is, it's, like, actually, it's just, like, a mood, right? Yeah. Like... This song, if you listen to the lyrics, has zero fucking percent to do with Christmas. It's like about falling in love with a girl from Barranquilla, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like, que tiene que ver, you know? But it's like a Christmas song. Yeah. Well, I mean, this song's about falling in love with a girl from Barranquilla. Right. Right. And it's a Christmas song, right? Because Navidad, like, all it is is a fucking party. That's it. Right. Right. I like, I never went to no misa. Like, I maybe went once with my, like, religious tia, but I think literally only one time I remember. Um, it's just, 
you know, being lit. So that's why I'm bringing Gaitas. Um, and about this group, Maracaibo Quince are like a classic group. Um, and uh, this is just like a classic popular song that you'll hear all December long in Venezuela. And um, they were found in Caracas, but like I said, this is a, um, a genre from Zulia. Um, so I'm assuming some of these guys are maracuchos, which is, you know, folks from Maracaibo. Mm-hmm. And they originally had 15 members. That's why the Maracaibo Quince. So, yeah, if you look up Maracaibo Quince on like Spotify or wherever the fuck you listen to music, uh, you're going to find a bunch of them. And they do like, they're like a big gaita group. So just put them on and get into a feeling, you know? All right. My next song for this episode is called No Hay Cama Pa' Tanta Gente. And it's by El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico. Preparado. Allí llegó Pérez Prado, oiga, los guaracheros de Oriente. La fiesta estaba caliente. Johnny el men casi dormía y Eddie miró, le decía, no hay cama para tanta gente. Y el gran combo que llegaba. Ramito el de la altura Más atrás Johnny Ventura Con Yayo el indio charlaba Roberto Torres estaba Con Javier Vaca y su gente Y Ras Mercado de repente hey. so I think, hey, I think this gets at like the fiesta sort of vibe that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do think, and this is one of the things, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. There were not, there were very few Latinos in that area when I was growing up. It's changed a lot now, but, um, and so I, there were certain things that like made me feel really different than like all my gringo friends. And, and Christmas was one of them because like my experience and the ways in which we celebrated Christmas was just so different than the ways in which my friends celebrated it. And part of it is this feeling of it being a party, right? And so as a kid, we would go to Miami, my abuela would host Nochebuena, right? So number one, you don't celebrate Christmas Day. You celebrate Christmas Eve. Like, Christmas Day is, like, not really a thing. Um, it, there's, It's, like, a recovery day, basically, right? But in, you know, in North Carolina, with all of my, like, Christian, mostly Protestant um, friends, you know, it's all about Christmas Day, right? Like, that's the day that you do stuff and you celebrate. And Christmas Eve is, like, maybe the kids go to bed early to wait for Santa or whatever it is, right? So it's just, like, one of those things that made me feel culturally, like, really different as a kid and, like, just notice the ways in which my family was different and our celebrations were different. And I think some of it is about, like, Catholicism versus Protestantism, right? Because Protestants are, like, not that big into drinking. Like, you think about the Reformation, right? The things that, that created Protestantism to begin with had to do with a lot of reactions to Catholicism and the gaudiness of Catholicism and, and the fact that it was so ritual-based. Like all was, the best parts, like the only right. good parts. The idols like. and the alcohol, yeah. And the magic of, like, turning <laughs> blood almost into... almost nothing that's good about Catholicism except for that shit. <laughs> turning, like, wine into blood, you know? Like, it's magic, right? And, like, yeah, but yeah. Protestantism, like, strips all that away and makes it really bare bones. And so I think it... I, this is just my first time thinking this as we're talking about this episode, but I feel like that's part of the feeling of American Christmas. It like mm. a lot of that stuff gets drawn away and then it becomes more about like gifts and consumerism. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it feels quiet to me. Like when I think about that kind of Christmas celebration and like, you know, things are different now because my has gone and like the family, you know, is not, we're not all in the same place. Like it's just, you know, it's not, those kinds of parties don't happen necessarily. We're trying to figure out how to make them happen in a different generation now. But, um, yeah, but I have such totally. strong memories of, you know, Noche went at my grandmother's house and it was a huge party. And yeah, there was, I'm sure there was drama and like drunken fights and like all sorts of stuff. But as a kid, you know, the, or what I remember of it is like a very positive memory of just being surrounded by people, right? And like being, and joy, like that it was a celebration, that it was like happy. Yeah, I think that this <clears throat> thing that you're saying about like how now it's up to like your generation to figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's like a thing that's really weighing on me. I feel like mm. I'm at an age where it's like okay my parents are sort of like you know tired with the work and tired (laughs) it's like sort of like up to us to decide how we're gonna do it and it's like 
am I going to put in all this work to make a thing happen? Like, even right. with people that, like, there might be a little bit of drama, but I want right. to, like, keep a relationship yep. because it's yep. important. It's so interesting. It's I know. Interesting it's definitely time. where we're at, right? Anyway, so this song by El Gran Combo, who we brought before, you know, I'm a big fan of theirs, I think really gets at some of that because it's all about how there's just not enough beds for all these people showing up to this party. <laughs> so it's like, you're just going to have a zillion people, you know, and that's what it felt like my memory of it as a kid. It was like, it just felt like my Willis house was packed, you know, just like all these people, just yeah. like kids everywhere and all these people that you're sort of related to, but you maybe don't even remember their names, you know, like that kind of thing. It was just like a big gathering place. And so... That's, this is the song and I, I think the lyrics are fun he's talking about like Celia Cruz showing up and like all these different things and just like we don't know where all these people are gonna sleep like but this is this is what do we do like we figure it out you know like it's just yeah there's always the, where donde come uno comen dos is what right exactly say. exactly <laughs> like the more the merrier as they say in English you know okay que mas tienes your last one so my last song is another aguinaldo i wanted to bring like a couple of different kinds of venezuelan christmas music so um this song i brought a version it's a real classic there's a lot of different versions of it this one's by oscar de leon because i wanted to bring in my like venezuelan salsa king <laughs> and this one is called si la virgen fuera andina <laughs> Quién sabe si aguará paos y la cara tostadita del sol que por estos lados tendría la boca negrito. Quién sabe si aguará paos y la cara tostadita del sol que por estos lados. So this aguinaldo is like El Burrito Sabanero is, a, is an aguinaldo and um, you know, there's sort of like like carols, right? There's like the children's chorus aspect to it, right? Like there's always like the, um, you know, that sort of like, you know, choral aspect to it. And it's like this roving, basically an Aguilado is like a roving Christmas street party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very popular with kids, like at schools, like Christmas productions at Catholic school. Um, and I like Gaitas more personally, but I wanted to give these a shout out. and. Um, the, the the thing that I love about this one specifically, this one's like a very popular one. You'll hear it a bunch of times uh, um, over the season in Venezuela, and it's just so funny to me. It's just like, let's imagine that this kid is yeah. Venezuelan, you know, like El Niño right. Jesús. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, he would wear un liki liki, and then he would do this, and like tendría right. la piel tostadita por como el sol de estos lados, you know, like right. it's just like it's, it's so funny. It's so funny to me um, that the, like the, and it's just like such an interesting thing to be like, what if Jesus was Venezuelan? Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. That? That's amazing. Right. right. Well, I mean, it is part of the sort of broader Catholic sort of uh, colonialism, right? Like the way Catholic Catholicism spread is that they, they like there was a virgin for every country. Right. And so they had, their yeah, own, yeah. people had their regional I mean, you know, maybe not Mary and Jesus, but like La Virgen de Guadalupe, right? Like she's an indigenous woman. Like they, you know, people, um, that was part of how Catholicism was spread. was like these really regional right. and national. Right. And in Europe, Catholicism spread by being like, we'll do the pagan stuff, you know, like all the Easter mm. spring shit. Right. That's not. <clears throat> and the tree, <laughs> the Christmas tree. You know? Yeah. It's like the some tree, pagan like all, stuff. A lot of the things yeah. are like very pagan because it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, we're just going to like do like a, a, a conquer and incorporate methodology. Right. Yep. Work yep. for them. But oh yeah. You know, we love, we both love Oscar de Leon. He's a favorite on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> totally. For sure. We love him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he gets in on the Christmas action. 
Hey, hey. I mean, that's the thing. It's like post Mariah Carey, lots and lots and lots of people have made Christmas albums, right? Like, I think it's one of those. Like, oh yeah, people make things that happens. Tons of Christmas albums. So few of it's them. It's like end up being who's, really who's doing stuff that's enduring. Right. It's yeah. hard to like break in and like get like an enduring thing. Yeah, I mean, she's really an incredible. She's really an incredible musician, you know, and like also like businesswoman. You know, I think there's a lot there to like what what she brings. Yeah, yeah. She did. She, sure. and you, you wanted to mention that she has a recent album, right? She does. Have you heard it? I haven't, but I know you were excited about oh it. Oh my god! It's called Caution, and I personally love it. It's really a fave. I've, I'm really into it. I think that it's like we're seeing like Mariah Carey get back. My mm-hmm. favorite song on it right now is called A No-No, which samples Crush on You, mm-hmm. which I think is just, I think probably just, I'm into it because it's very nostalgic to me right? right. of a certain era, but yep. it's also great. Awesome. Definitely listen to it. All right. Shout out to Mariah. Still doing it. Still yes. in the game after all these years. I'm looking good. So you have one last one, don't you? Yep. I have one last one that kind of goes in a different direction. Um, and I will try to, there's a lot of history to share, but I'll try to keep it brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this song is called Ocho Candelicas, and it's by a group called Hip Hop. Hip hop judíos. Got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now that I said it like I that. Just, yep. Just yep. You just got it. Because oh it. it's spelled, y'all. It's spelled, Julio is spelled H O O D I O S. <laughs> I only read it and I didn't yeah. until you said you it like, out loud. I didn't get it. Julio's? Yeah. Julio's. Yeah. They're playing off the Spanish. So, okay. So, point number one there are Latinx Jews. <laughs> that is a thing. There are Jewish people in Latin America, and there are Jewish people who immigrated to Latin America recently, and there are Jewish people who immigrated to Latin America a very, very long time ago. Um, you can be Jewish and Latino. Like, it is it is a thing. It is possible. You can also be Jewish and Muslim. You can be Jewish and many... I mean, not Jewish and Muslim. Well, you could be Jewish and Muslim. You can also be Latino and Muslim. I think in the United States, there's such a stereotype of, like, Latino equals Catholic that people kind of erase the reality that, like, Latin America is an extremely diverse place with, like, lots of people from many different places and many different traditions. So... That's point number one. And so when I was looking for something for this episode that kind of made that point, um, I came across this song, Ocho Candelicas, which is a Ladino Hanukkah song. And so Ladino is a Tell us more ancient, about that. Yeah, so Ladino is an ancient language that basically derives from like before the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So like go all the way back to the Inquisition. Um, you know, that was a, a really horrible time with a lot of repression and and murder and genocide and whatnot. And one of the things that people were either forced to convert to Catholicism or they were expelled from from Spain. And so that was one of the, there's been a lot of points of Jewish migration, but that's one pretty significant one. And so the Jews that left Spain at that time are generally considered Sephardic Jews, which are meaning Jews from that kind of part of the world. And this was a language right. that comes from that group of Jews in that time. And so it's it sounds a lot like Spanish, right? Ocho Candelicas sounds like ocho, you know, velas or candelas or something. 
Um, so it sounds a lot like Spanish. It has, but it has a lot of different things in it, um, the language. And not everyone calls it Ladino. Some people call it, I think, uh, Judeo Spanish. I don't know. There was a, I was reading a lot. There's, you can get deep into this whole question about what it is, but, um, <clears throat> but it is a language spoken by some groups of, um, Sephardic Jews, although it's one of those languages that's like kind of dying out, right? Um, as many like minority group languages like Yiddish, which is a language spoken by Jews from Eastern Europe. So my family, my parents, my mother's parents are Ashkenazi Jews, which means they're from Eastern Europe who migrated to Cuba um, fleeing anti-Semitism in, in the you know early 20th century. Like mm -hmm. many Jews left Europe because of the Holocaust and the what was what became the Holocaust and went everywhere, including Latin America. So that's part of the wave of migration. But also Sephardic Jews um, are part of the Latin American sort of landscape. And like in Cuba and Havana, there was like a Sephardic synagogue and an Ashkenazi synagogue because the traditions are very different and they evolve very mm -hmm. differently because of the geography and where people lived. And so Sephardic Jews tend to be from like the countries that they left Spain for was like Northern Africa, Turkey, um, places like that, Morocco, like there's a lot of Sephardic Jewish life, but it also, again, like I said, made it to Latin America. So my first interaction with Sephardic, the idea of Sephardic Judaism was from a film called Novia que te vea. That's actually a Mexican film and it's in Ladino. They have like subtitles, but it's in this, this language. Um, and it's about, um, Sephardic Jews in Mexico. So there's, you know, there's connections. Sephardic Jews have kind of lots of different national and immigration connections in, you know, because we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years ago, right? When, when people were expelled from Spain. Anyway, so that's all that's all that to say that I just, you know, I, I grew up with this complicated thing of like one side of the family is Jewish, one side of the family is Catholic, both sides are Cuban. So like a really interesting mix and complicated mix of traditions and histories and religions mm -hmm. and cultures. And so like as an adult, what I've really tried to do is just to be more integrated. And so I have a Christmas tree and I have a, and a menorah. And like those are, I connect to rituals, different rituals, and I connect to different parts of my family through different rituals. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to say about that, but that's just kind of what I, as an adult, have tried to do in in staying connected to both parts of my lineage. Um, but and you know. is this music? Um, did you have music that you listened to, like sort of in connection to your Cuban Jewish heritage, or is this like sort of like a new, newer exploration yeah. looking for there, music? Yeah, um, Latino Jewish music. So no, growing up, like there wasn't any music that was like a hybrid, you know, of like these things together. Like they, they, they lived very separately. Um, but Got you it. know, my mom, you know, who is a Cuban Jew, like listens to salsa and all this music and also listen, you know, also, um, there's music that's, that's more sort of like from the Jewish diaspora, although, you know, klezmer music, stuff like that, that kind of is shared across the Jewish diaspora. Um, so yeah, there wasn't anything. So this, I really just found, cause I wanted to talk about this intersection because it is part of like this idea of, mm -hmm. of the holiday and Hanukkah is like in some ways I think been really um, emphasized because of Christmas and Christian culture because it gives Jewish kids like a, a sort of a quote-unquote equivalent like winter <laughs> holiday even though Hanukkah is actually not a particularly important religious holiday like the high holidays right. are much more important religiously but it's become kind of a cultural phenomenon um, you know religions are created and they are um, they're not static, right? Like they could constantly evolve. So I think Hanukkah is an evolution, although there is like a biblical history to Hanukkah. It's, I don't think it's like meant to be such a, it's not the most important Jewish holiday by any means at all. Right. So, but I did grow up celebrating it with my mom family and like with, with her friends who are in the Jewish community. So all that to say, this song is by a group that I'd never heard of before. Um, the hip hop Julios who are like a mix of like, Latino and Jewish people. And some of them have that mix within them. I don't think actually any of them are like my mom, for example, who are like Latino Jews. I think they're all like, my dad is Mexican and my mom is Jewish, like that kind of thing. But Got it. Um, yeah. they're bringing this together. Um, and they're, they're kind of, I think, a joke in some ways. Like, I think it started as a joke from what I can tell. Um, and like sort of being like the Latino Beastie Boys or like if the Beastie Boys were less, more open about their Jewishness. I don't know. It's an interesting, I fell into like a hole reading some really old articles mm. about them. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, it feels a little bit like, you know, when you're, when you're kind of manipulating or working with these traditions, um, even though that all these people like have some sort of 
themselves connection to the communities. Like they are part of these communities that sort of like some of the jokes that they say in their, in their raps are like kind of offensive. Right. And it's like, okay, if they weren't Jewish, this would be really offensive, but they're Jewish. So like maybe they're allowed to make fun of themselves. I don't know. It's kind of like, mm. feels like comedy in that way. So I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm not repping this as like some music that I love, but I found it and I thought it was an interesting way to talk about some of these like sort of marginal, less lesser known parts of like Latino world in terms of Jewishness. So this song is the, is, you know, in Latino and it's about a song about Hanukkah. And it's been, this song has many, many people have made this song. Um, lots of Jewish musicians and things like that. I think it's kind of um, relatively maybe popular when people are trying to acknowledge and recognize Sephardic um, traditions, which also get marginalized in the United States because the United States is majority Ashkenazi. So mm-hmm. Sephardic Jewish communities are marginalized and there's like racial, you can look at race. Yeah, there's that as race well, stuff And that's there. a conversation. Yeah. That's also often yeah. a conversation in Jewish communities around, uh, around race and Sephardic Jews having a different experience around that because of their North African roots and things like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, there's a lot to say. Um, I don't think these folks are doing really anything now. This is, the last thing that they released was like 10 years ago, but they were trying to <laughs> represent Latino, the Latino Jewish connection in hip hop, which is an interesting mm-hmm. place to try and live, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's an interesting Hanukkah song that I had never come across before. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been quite the episode, y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Um, as always, all the information about these songs and the videos and anything else we mentioned will be in the show notes at RileyManea.com. And definitely follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're on there. We're doing stuff. Um, we have um, a little bit of end of year, best of 2018 content still coming along. You, If you listened to our previous episode, you heard some of our top songs but um you know i'm putting other stuff on there just because i have so many nice and you know we'll we'll be doing that so make sure to follow us and if you haven't left us a review um particularly on apple Podcasts, that would be amazing we really really appreciate it we look at all of them and they help kind of make sure other people know about our show as well Thank you so, so, so much for listening, y'all. Hasta la próxima. Felices fiestas.